Uh, so let me talk about abortion a little bit. As Christians, in fact, the Bible teaches this very clearly that life begins at conception. Conception as identified when the sperm meets an egg uh, in, in, in a woman's uterus, uh, life begins. There's a spark of life. At, in fact, the scientists have said actually when that happens, there's actually a spark of light. God is light. This is just amazing to me. Uh, we also believe that life is sacred to God, and um, we have laws that um, we have laws that have governed heretofore our nation, and and said that killing another person is wrong, and uh, and 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 that it needs to be stopped. It needs justice, so that people won't do that. Because why? We respect life, and when we lose our respect for life, we're in deep, deep trouble. We've lost our moral compass as a culture. And uh, that's a sad thing that's happened with abortion situations. So Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5, the word of the Lord came to me, that's Jeremiah, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. That's before he was born. And, uh, you know, again, life begins at conception. My wife had four kids. I'd get my mouth down to her belly and say, hey, y'all, hey, Bubba. Hey, sweetie pie. I had three girls and a boy. And, you know, I, they start kicking and stuff. I must be daddy. I, you know, I don't know if they were thinking that, but, uh, you know, uh, children can, you know, the, the, the child in the womb is a human being, and it's not just a piece of fetal matter. It's a human. Uh, so Psalm 139 is very clear, 13 through 16. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. Uh, verse 14, how well I know it. Uh, verse 15, you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day passed. That's incredible, isn't it? You know, I've got a book called um, uh, Scenes Beyond the Grave. Uh, a lady, I think I've told you this before, in 1854. It's, it's uh, edited by uh, Gordon Lindsay, who was a prolific author and the founder of uh, Christ for the Nations Bible Institute in Dallas, Texas. Well, this book, uh, uh, he put it out sometime in the early 70s. I think I got a hold of it in the 70s. And, uh, just an, inf an incredible book. A girl named, um, uh, I forgot her name, anyway, in 1854, um, had a medical problem and went, in, went into a coma for nine days and visited hell and heaven. And an angel uh, came to her and talked to her about all the various places of heaven one of the places in heaven i think it's chapter four in the book she called it they called it in heaven infant paradise and she asked the angel accompanying her well, what is that so that's where the spirits of of uh, of little babies that don't come to term full-term babies they they die in the womb or whatever they're aborted they're little spirits they go up to heaven and an angel grasps them and they go to a place called infant paradise and there they learn there what they would have learned on earth they don't have the privilege of living in a human body they're disembodied spirits but you know they're they're human nonetheless and they and they learn just like they would learn on earth and they grow like they would grow on earth and and uh and then they learn about Jesus they learn about sin they learn about the need for the savior just an incredible incredible thing i've read uh, of, uh, here lately, people have all kinds of books and have experiences similar to that. I read that many years ago. It really impacted me. And uh, it's just really, really amazing. In fact, uh, when I, I get to talking, look at the clock. Uh, when I was in Tulsa, um, our senior pastor mentioned that there was a family in our church uh, a few years prior to my being there whose, um, 
who the mother had a, a medical procedure and actually died during the medical. I'm sorry, let me get this right. The daughter did. The mother's daughter did had a medical procedure, died, and uh, was and finally they resuscitated her. And sometime after that, she's fine. She's uh, all right. The family were having uh, the evening meal, and the little girl said, "Mommy, you never you never told me I had a brother." What are you talking about? Well, you know, when, 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 I, uh, when I went out in the operation, I went to heaven. I said, what? I said, yeah. And, and I met, and I forgot. She said a little boy's name and said he told me he was my brother. And I said, well, I don't have a brother. He said, yes, I, yes, you do. I'm your brother. And she looked and said, Mama, do I have a brother? And her mother told her, said, before you were born, I had a, I had a little baby. And, uh, you know, it didn't go full term, and I lost the baby in just a few weeks. And... Uh, and she said, well, I met him. And the mother began to weep. That's amazing, isn't it? So again, life begins at conception. So abortion is the taking of an innocent life. Uh, abortion is murder. Let me say this. If you have been involved in abortion yourself, how many know God forgives sin? You need to let God forgive sin. People that people don't realize what happens when they go these, through these kind of procedures. It's not just taking the tissue from a body. It's taking a life. It's murder and uh I've met a lot of people who have uh, fairly traumatic emotional experiences because of that. And, and some people, if you have a tender heart, it'll plague you for a long time. Let God forgive you. Go to, let somebody pray with you. Let your pastoral staff team here let, talk to us. We love you. We'll pray with you. I pray with women along these lines. And, uh, but uh, again, uh, let God forgive and cleanse you and then, and then just wipe the slate clean in your life so it doesn't plague you. Uh, the rest of your life. Let me say this. Uh, it's really sad what's happened. It's become, abortion has become an industry in America. Now, most people know that. It's really a, a, really a terrible, terrible thing. Um, a huge money-making industry. Um, uh, from the aborted fetuses, they sell the body parts uh, for profit. And um, let me see. Why don't you put that screen up? You got that screen? Look at this. Yeah, wow. Uh, so, so for instance, 38 fetal brains uh, brings $22,610. 12 fetal hearts, $7,140. 5 fetal livers, $2,975. Uh, 12 fetal pancreases, $7,140. Uh, uh, 3 fetal upper and lower limbs, $2,670. Y'all, most people don't know that. That's... that's um, I don't have a word to describe that. That's um, it's really bad. That's been going on, y'all, for a lot of years. So you wonder why people are upset about what happened Friday. The money-making stuff just got just got thrown out, cut off, and the feder the money coming from the federal government that was paying for abortions in the in in those in in the Planned Parenthood and other places, uh, it's cut off. It will be cut off. And uh, they're really upset about that. And darkness hates light. And then here's the other thing, and, and this is, I'm going to spend the rest of the time before we go, just mentioning something that you, you just need to think about. Um, abortion is demonic. And so what we're seeing right now is a manifestation of the demonic nationwide. Um, you can research this. There are a number of names for uh, many of the idols that, that were worshipped in, in Israel in the, in the Middle East uh, in Bible times and uh, in Old Testament times uh, for you know several thousand years. 
And uh, the, the, the idols have, uh, they all have different names, but they're all kind of connected together. You've heard this, and I've mentioned this. One of them, it's a, it's a derivative name from several other names. One is Molech, and it's very clear, Leviticus 18.21. said, don't, don't give your children to Molech. Don't, uh, they do one of two things, either, either um, submit their children uh, to Molech in submission to them, and they believed that if they did, their crops would grow, their animals would bear young, they would have rain in the due season, and they'd be able to reap their crops and have a fruitful life. That's just the lies the devil told them. So sometimes they would sacrifice their children, or at least dedicate their children to that particular idol. Many times they were sacrificed in death. And what you don't realize, listen to this, the demonic world is empowered by death. The demonic realm, uh, Jesus said the thief doesn't come except to do three things. What does he do? Steals, kills, and destroys. Demons lust for blood. Blood speaks in the spirit realm. In fact, I've got several books in my office that talk about um, people who were in the demonic realm, for instance, in Africa, uh, where there, there has been, and now it's coming here, lots of Satan worship, that kind of thing, where people uh, were, you know, in, in that world, and they would get off in the spirit realm with the devil, and, uh, and they do that, and, uh, and they said, there's something about blood, uh, that realm lusts for blood, and if they can cause a catastrophe, if a war can come, and lots of people are slaughtered, and their blood is shed if they can cause an airplane to crash and a lot of people die or you can have a, a car accident where lots of people, the more blood, the better because it empowers the spirit realm of the demonic. And people don't realize that. So they lust for blood. It brings them power. You say, what do you mean? Listen to this. Uh, Genesis chapter four, verse eight. One day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where's your brother? Where's Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? And then verse 10, but the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Blood speaks. And when murder occurs, it empowers the demonic realm and they get nastier and they get stronger. You got to know that. And so they're very upset that a means of their uh, power, control, authority has been uh, hindered with the law that was passed by the Supreme Court on Friday. And, you know, they're saying all kinds of things. People are saying all kinds of outlandish things. Uh, really sad. Uh, Hebrews 12 speaks about blood that is better than Abel's blood. So Jesus' blood. How many believe there's power in the blood of Jesus? We got a, an old song from yesterday. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. We overcome Revelation 12, 11, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. Hebrews 12, 24, you've come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people and, uh, and to the sprinkled blood of Jesus, which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. So see, the blood of Jesus is powerful in the same way. I could tell you through the years ministering to people who were, uh, whatever you want to call it, under various um, uh, various uh, levels of influence of demonic spirits. If I start talking about the blood of Jesus, they get all perturbed. And I got lots of stories. You've heard some of them. But uh, 
Uh, the devil hates the blood of Jesus because it's powerful. And if you, uh, if you live like, if you just walk with God and live with Jesus, the blood protects you. Did you hear me? And demons hate the blood of Jesus, but they love blood coming from murder. So I just want you to understand we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So all the, all the rhetoric, all the mess, all the rancor, uh, the horrible, horrible things that we're seeing on video across the nation uh, where people are saying outlandish things about, uh, uh, about the Supreme Court, about our laws, about Christians, you know, kicking the Bible in the street, saying F Jesus, F God, F Christ. I mean, it's awful, y'all. But now, who do you think propagates that? Demon spirits do. Um, one thing I do know is this, is that, um, you know, if you give yourself, listen to this, if you give yourself to gross immorality, you could be opening up your body to demon power. Did you know that? If you've been viewing that porn, you better cut that thing off. You're asking for demons to come and dominate you. You'll start having appetites you never had before, wanting to do things you never did before. So what you're seeing now, this stuff's kind of coming out of the woodwork because it's been exposed by a law, just a simple law that was passed. Now, you know, you may be watching online, you may be in here and you don't like what I'm saying. You know, I'm not saying it because I like or don't like. It's what the Bible says, my friend. And we're either going to have a nation or we're not. And if we can't have a... Here, here's the plan of the devil. Uh, he, wants, he wants there to be no morals. He wants there to be no laws. He wants anything to go, anything to be okay, he wants lying to be okay, cheating to be okay, defaming your neighbor to be okay. He wants any kind of sex act to be okay because he wants lawlessness. Because if there is lawlessness, he gets to do what he wants to do, which is keep human beings in bondage because he will never be free and he doesn't want them free. So there's a diabolical scheme behind what we're seeing today and you just want to be aware that there are demon spirits. And, you know, I, I listen, I, I mean, I've, I've read some of the stuff, listened to some of the videos. These people got demons speaking through them. I mean, it's just outlandish things and things I've never uh, personally seen or heard in America in my lifetime are being done now. I mean, there are awful things that I can't speak of in public. I won't. It's awful. It's demonic. So we can't have a nation if that continues. So what is this creating? Because we've chosen as a nation to get away from God, to move away from the Judeo-Christian heritage of the Ten Commandments and the laws of God and the precepts of the Bible because we've chosen to take that out of our institutions of learning. Then we're allowing darkness and demonic spirits to come and infiltrate the minds of our young. And they're rising up against us. So there's going to be there's going to be a lot of, uh, there's just going to be a lot of uh, meanness that you'll, you'll see manifested. And our goal as believers is not to lose our heart of love and to love people, understand where they're coming from. I'm just as, I'm just as sinful as they are without Christ. Yes or no? I used to be like that without Christ. So if you come from a judgmental attitude, you're going to lose. It's my encouragement. Don't be putting all the stuff you think is right 
on Facebook because a lot of people don't feel it. In fact, I just had, I got to stop. I had a friend um, who's a pastor, in fact, that was a, a kin to Susan, uh, put a, um, uh, just, you know, talked about what's going on in the world in America, put a big long thing on Facebook. He got 248 really nasty responses. And tonight, while I'm talking, where he lives on the coast of South Carolina, uh, they're having a big rebellion against him and they're wearing shirts with his name crossed out because he didn't agree with their life and how they live and what they think. And, you know, he sent everybody an email who, you know, read his thing and, you know, I did and I shared it on my Facebook page. If you want to look at it, go to my Facebook page, you'll see it. But, uh, you know, those kind of things are going to happen. You know, it's really an exciting day. We're going to see a lot of people come to Jesus. But it's not without persecution. It's not without conflict. So I'm really sad for our nation. You need to be praying for our nation because our freedoms are at stake. You can't have a democratic republic without morals. It doesn't work. It won't, And you can see it can't work. If you lie, you cheat, you steal, you kill and live any profane way, there's no way that you can pass any kind of concepts to your children without a moral base. So I've said enough. Father, minister life. Make us a blessing to our culture. Lord, let us be a place where the light can shine very brightly. And Lord, give us a heart that can love and that can woo and can care and that can draw people to Jesus. And for that, we just give thanks in Jesus' name.